0: and use promo code PDB at checkout. It's Friday, 23 February. Welcome to the President's Daily Brief. I'm Mike Baker, your eyes and ears on the world stage. Let's get briefed. This weekend marks the second anniversary of Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine. We're going into work third year of this war, and as they say, time flies when you're engaged in brutal conflict. We'll kick things off by looking at how things stand on the ground and the challenges Ukraine faces in its efforts to push the Russian military out of Ukrainian territory. Later, we'll revisit the story of Xenia Karolina, a 33-year-old Los Angeles woman who was recently arrested for treason in Russia for donating just $51 to a Ukrainian charity, it was actually $51.80. Then we'll turn to Washington, where President Biden just announced that the Education Department is canceling $1.2 billion, they're just canceling it, in student loan debt. Now is canceling really the right word if what you're doing is just pushing the costs over to the taxpayers? And in today's Back of the Brief, we'll examine a new report that the Biden administration is planning new executive actions to limit border crossings, including a move that echoes Trump-era policies that President Biden once criticized. And I, for one, am shocked at the idea of a politician flip-flopping. But first up, the PDB spotlight. Tomorrow, it will be two years since Russian forces crossed over the eastern border of Ukraine, kicking off what has become one of the costliest conventional wars of the 21st century. So, on the war's second anniversary, I wanted to take a look back at how we got to where we are today and the challenges that Ukraine will be facing in the months to come, and there are numerous challenges. Initially, most observers believed that the war, or as Putin liked to refer to it, the special military operation, would be over within a matter of weeks. Conventional wisdom at the time held that the small, poorly armed Ukrainian military would quickly be overwhelmed by the superior equipment and numerical advantage of the Russian army. However conventional wisdom was turned on its head in the early weeks of the conflict, as the tenacious Ukrainians stopped the Russian advance dead in its tracks in the nation's eastern provinces, and they ejected a Russian army that threatened the capital of Kiev. Months later, Ukrainian forces would also manage to beat back Russian forces in the eastern province of Kharkiv, liberating the territory after launching a major counteroffensive. Now, These early victories prompted Western nations to increase their military aid to the Ukrainian armed forces with the hopes that a better-equipped Ukrainian army could defeat the Russian war machine. Since February of 2022, Western nations have committed more than $230 billion to Ukraine, much of it coming in the form of military aid. While this windfall has allowed Ukrainian forces to hold the line and inflict some major damage on their Russian adversaries, it's failed to produce major breakthroughs like those that Ukraine achieved in the early days of the conflict. Slowly, the war devolved into a stalemate, with front lines largely stabilizing in the eastern provinces and Russia controlling roughly a quarter of Ukraine's territory. However, over the last few weeks, Russia seems to have gained the initiative on the ground, with Western aid drying up and American aid stuck in dysfunctional legislative limbo. Russian forces have managed to capture the frontline city of Avdivka from a weakened Ukrainian army, and that's its first major victory since the fall of Bakhmut nine months ago. Former CIA director and also former Secretary of Defense Robert Gates described the situation bluntly during a recent interview with The Washington Post's David Ignatius, saying, quote, it's no longer a stalemate. The Russians have regained momentum. Everything that I'm reading, he said, is that the Russians are on the offensive along the 600-mile front," end quote. So it turns out that conventional wisdom from the early days of the war, it wasn't entirely without merit. It was just the timeline that they got wrong. The Russian advantage in equipment in sheer numbers is beginning to assert itself on the battlefield. Without the continued patronage of Western nations, frankly, it's only a matter of time before the situation becomes untenable for the Ukrainians. According to a U.S. assessment reported in ABC News, Ukraine faces a potentially catastrophic shortage of ammunition and air defenses that could effectively turn the tide of the war by late March. In terms of manpower, the situation has become so desperate in Kyiv that the country's parliament is considering unpopular legislation that would enable the military to draft and then levy stricter punishment to those found to be dodging conscription. So as things stand today, the outlook for Ukraine is, is generally overcast, possibly could be described as gloomy. But it is worth noting that Russia is also facing some problems of its own. According to Western officials, Russia's modest gains in recent days have come with a very heavy price tag. Between sanctions and battlefield attrition, Russia's army is struggling to keep up with the demand for weapons and ammunition. As we've discussed on the PDB, to fill the gaps in its stockpiles, it's grown increasingly dependent on nations like Iran and North Korea. All right, coming up after the break. We'll take another look at the new diplomatic fight between Moscow and Washington as a 33-year-old dual citizen is detained in Russia for treason. And a little later, the Biden administration delivers a massive gift to Americans struggling to pay their college loans. If the poll numbers don't improve for the Biden administration, who knows what they'll pay off next? Maybe your credit card debt, car loans. Please, just let me know where to send my mortgage bills. That would be helpful. I'll be right back. You've heard it said, and it's true. Time is our most precious commodity. And the question is, how can you spend it wisely to improve yourself and the people around you? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you about a great way to continue the lifelong process of learning, and that's Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subjects. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the Book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, The Rise and Fall of the Roman Republic, or The History of the Ancient Christian Church with Hillsdale College's online courses, all available for free. Correct, I did say free. As an example, sign up for Constitution 101, The Meaning and History of the U.S. Constitution. Now, in this 12-lecture course, you'll explore the design and purpose of the Constitution, the challenges it faced during the Civil War, and how it's been undermined for more than a century by progressivism and liberalism. The course is self-paced, so you can start whenever and wherever. Enroll now in Constitution 101. Our country needs more Americans who understand the Constitution and can defend the freedom of the American people against the encroachments of an increasingly large and unaccountable government. Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash pdb to enroll. There's no cost, and it's easy to get started. That's hillsdale.edu slash pdb to register.
1: Welcome
0: back. I want to revisit the story of 33-year-old Ksenia Karolina, a dual U.S.-Russian citizen who lives in Los Angeles. As we mentioned yesterday, back in January of this year, Karolina traveled to Russia to visit her elderly grandmother. Unfortunately, she never made it to her destination. When she arrived at the airport in Yekaterinburg, she was immediately taken into custody by Russia's Federal Security Services, the FSB, and charged with high treason. According to Russian state media, the treason charges levied against her stem from a $51.80 donation she made to a Ukrainian charity. If convicted, she could face up to 20 years in prison. The FSB says she's been detained as a preventative measure while it continues its investigation. A preventative measure? What, are, they, are they fearful that she's going to toss another crisp 50 to the Ukrainians? Now, according to the woman's boyfriend, she was completely unaware of what was waiting for her when she arrived, and she had no reservations about going. However, Russia doesn't recognize dual citizenship. As far as they're concerned, she's just another Russian citizen, subject to the laws of the Russian Federation. Now, the U.S. State Department has said they're working to gain access to Carolina, but as of yet, the Russian government hasn't been cooperative. So the consular department at the U.S. embassy in Moscow may make protestations and say they want to visit a U.S. citizen, but from the Russian perspective, she's just a Russian citizen. State Department spokesperson Matthew Miller told reporters yesterday, quote, we have pressed it at a number of levels. We don't have a lot of regular engagements with the Russian government now, but our embassy continues to raise it on a regular basis, And quote. Okay, while well, Carolina's story is awful... Just as awful, in another way, is the State Department stating that they don't have a lot of regular engagement with the Russian government. Hmm. I also wanted to give you a quick update on another story that we brought you earlier this week, and that's about Maxim Kuzminov. He's the former Russian military pilot that defected to Ukraine back in 2023 and was found murdered now under mysterious circumstances in Spain. Spanish intelligence services are now accusing the Kremlin of orchestrating the murder. No way! (laughs) You mean, you mean there's gambling going on at Rick's? Sources in the intelligence services told Spanish outlet El Pais that while it's difficult to directly link the murder to one of Russia's agencies, they believe Moscow hired hitmen from outside Spain to carry out the assassination. Look, 100% of 100 people believe that Moscow hired hitmen from outside Spain to carry out the assassination. Not exactly a brilliant intelligence assessment. Diplomatic sources told the news outlet that Spain will deliver a forceful response if authorities confirm the Kremlin's involvement. Now, as we reported on Wednesday, the body of Kuzminov was found in an underground garage in a small coastal town in southern Spain. According to local police, the body had been riddled with bullets, and a car, allegedly used by the suspects in the hit, was later found burnt and abandoned in a nearby town. he'd been living in the country, in Spain, under an assumed name. All right. Next up, over 150,000 Americans received a much-awaited notification on Wednesday informing them of the cancellation of the remaining federal student loan debt. This landmark decision translates into more than $1.2 billion in total debt forgiveness, marking a pivotal moment in the ongoing debate surrounding student loans and higher education financing, not to mention the debate on just what constitutes vote-buying. This debt cancellation is a cornerstone of President Biden's new loan repayment initiative dubbed The Save Plan. Now, that's shortened from the original name, The Save Biden's Presidency Plan. Designed with a progressive approach, the plan outlines that borrowers who initially borrowed $12,000 or less are eligible for total loan forgiveness after 10 years of consistent payments. For every additional $1,000 borrowed, the repayment period before eligibility for forgiveness extends by one year, so, for instance, those who took out 13000 in loans are required to make payments for 11 years before their remaining debt is forgiven. Now, to be eligible for this relief, you do need to enroll in the SAVE plan, with the Education Department then proactively reaching out to borrowers who qualify for immediate loan forgiveness upon signing up. Currently, 7.5 million borrowers are enrolled in this program with approximately $4.3 of them qualifying for a $0 monthly payment due to their low income. Of course, the Biden administration is ensuring credit is given where it's due for the student loan debt forgiveness. If you're among those eligible, a closer look at your inbox is advised you should take a look. You may find a message detailing the cancellation of your debt. The email includes a congratulatory message from President Biden, which reads, quote, Congratulations. Well, that's a good way to start it off all or a portion of your federal student loans will be forgiven because you qualify for early loan forgiveness under my administration's save plan." It goes on to say, I hope this relief gives you a little more breathing room. And it finishes up with, Vote for me, your debt forgiveness daddy. Uh, that, That part's not actually in the message. Coming up in today's Back of the Brief, we'll look at reports that the Biden administration is considering using executive action, curb illegal border crossings. I'll be right back.
2: You're cruising down the highway, windows rolled down, tunes blasting from the radio. You're in the zone and living the dream. Suddenly, your car sputters, coughs, and throws a wrench in your whole day. Tow trucks, repair bills, the dream turns into a nightmare. Don't wait until car trouble steals your peace of mind. Visit CarShield now at carshield.com slash carlson. Join millions of customers and contact CarShield now to save 20%. Visit CarShield.com slash Carlson. That's CarShield.com slash Carlson. Visit now.
0: Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, we made it through winter. Look at that. And spring, well, it's in full bloom, which of course means summer is just around the corner. You see how I figured that out? And that means more time spent outdoors. Not to mention, you got to get into summer shape, huh? Factor can help you spend less time in the kitchen... And make sure you're eating well and meeting your wellness goals. Factors, no prep, no mess meals save time and help with getting and keeping you in great shape for summer, thanks to the menu of chef crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors, fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. Head to factormeals.com slash PDB50, that's five zero, and use code PDB50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code PDB50 at factormeals.com slash PDB50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. In today's Back of the Brief, President Biden is reportedly having a change of heart over what he can actually do about the border, meaning now he's considering using his executive authority to restrict migrant access into the US. The actions under consideration are said to be reminiscent of Trump-era crackdowns on illegal immigration and are setting up, of course, a possible fight with key constituencies within Biden's own party. The central idea under consideration is using a section of the Immigration and Nationality Act to ban migrants who cross the border illegally from claiming asylum, allowing for more rapid deportations, and that's according to a report by Politico. The policy may also be tied to a trigger mechanism, such as the one included in a recent Senate proposal that would have given the federal government the authority to shut down the border and initiate deportations should daily crossings exceed more than 4,000. The administration is also considering tightening initial screenings for asylum seekers. Well, there's there's a thought. I wonder how many people it took to come up with that one. The alleged proposals are reportedly already causing divisions within the Biden administration and the Democrat Party. An attorney with the ACLU denounced such actions as illegal, pointing to efforts by Trump to enact a similar ban in 2018, only to have a federal court block the effort, ruling it was a violation of asylum laws. Now, however, <laughs> here's what I bet. I bet that Once President Biden suggests this, the courts will say, Yeah, it seems like a pretty good idea. The proposals are also already being criticized as a transparent political play ahead of the 2024 elections to give the impression Biden has a handle on the border crisis. Oh, come on. How cynical do you have to be to imagine that the White House would engage in political theater just to improve their poll numbers? Now, while no final decisions have been made, administration officials reportedly hope to announce their plans just ahead of Biden's State of the Union speech on March 7th. Well, okay, fair enough. It is political theater. Republican House Speaker Mike Johnson criticized the move on Thursday, noting that Republicans have long asked the president to take executive action on the border. Johnson said, quote, now, in an election year, the president suddenly seems interested in trying to make a change using the legal authority that he claimed, until recently, didn't exist, end quote. And that, my friends... It's the President's Daily Brief for Friday 23 February. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to me at pdb at thefirsttv.com. I'm Mike Baker, and I'll be back later today with the PDB Afternoon Bulletin. Until then, stay informed, stay safe, stay cool.